this is my Bible. What it says about me is true. <laughs> I am what it says I am. There's a lot of eyes in that, Joel. Dude, so we got a guest here today. Yes. Hello. <laughs> do we, do you, uh, dude, I didn't ask. Is it, we can, we can just use everybody's name. You're okay with us? Yo, what if you said know. that and he was like, no, honestly, I'm, and then you just tagged him on Facebook. When <laughs> I'm Chad Bro Chill 24. <laughs> Bro, yo, let's literally not say his name the entire time. You want to call him that Mr. X? Hilarious. You want to call him Mr. X? For your listeners, they can probably discern from my voice. Let's call him Dr. Discernment. That's, what that's, <laughs> that's, that's a little bit too hefty of a title for me. Practicing uh, discerning. <clears throat> How do you guys feel about the uh, the the, uh, the daylight shift? My flight club thinks it's like ridiculous because they're like, it's good to dark super early. I'm like, yeah, I like an hour sleep. I like it. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, I love the cold. I'm so, are you, I'm loving the cold right now. I love right the now. cold, bro. Dude, I freaking love this cold right now. I like so, up. So, so a lot of problems in the fight club right now because of the daylight, no, the hour that. shift. <laughs> not what I said. Uh, no, man. Um, <laughs> when people are, when guys are like, or whoever is like, I just love it when it's like 99 degrees. I'm like, how, dude? Mm. How can That's you like That's me, that? though. You do like that? I love summer. I thought you liked winter. Okay. I like I like the extremes. You I, do. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like that spring, That's fall, not me. You know, give me give me something and I'll and I'll shoot for it. Like oh, we're going. You don't like like bitter cold though. I guess not. Maybe not bitter cold. I'm not going to be in the Antarctic anytime soon. But yeah. you know, wearing a nice parka <laughs> or being shirtless in the summer. Both he mine. does go shirtless in the summer. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Great. Now that's recorded for everyone. Um. <clears throat> Yo, how like we haven't done this in a minute, bro. It's been like a couple of weeks. It dude. is funny how like and, and dude, mainly Dan, me Dan, canceled on you. Dude, a couple Daniel's times. been so caught up in his uh, little relationship over there that he's just guys, listen. pushing pushing friends and family to the side. Guys, listen, <clears throat> there are tears to this, okay? <laughs> and the Lord is on my first one. Um, yeah, man, fall's always pretty busy for everybody, but. Um, how are we doing on these numbers, bro? When are we going to start having Brinks trucks back up to the apartment and drop off a load of cash from this podcast, huh? Guys, there has been uh, there has been a lot of a lot of buzz and a lot of interest in the podcast recently. Let's talk about that. Uh, dude, we had like we've had maybe like 4 or 500 listens so far, so Whoa. we'll dude, we'll just see what the We'll see if it tapers. I'm not sure if our Jesus versus Hitler episode <laughs> did very well. So which part, dude? People, <laughs> the most popular episodes have been the relationship and the um. What was the other one we did? We did one on relationships. We did one on um, uh, community. Mm-hmm. How why how, how hard? What it are is the most community? the relationship ones? Yeah, the relationship and the community have mm, been the most popular. The... And then the government one, like people don't really. Yeah, I, I feel like our community one was probably the best one. Yeah. I think this one will be really good. So what what we kind of want to get into today is like, and we have our special guest here to uh, who's one of my Mr. X, Mr. Uh, Doctor Discernment, who is uh, okay, Doctor D. I don't agree to that title, but D. <laughs> uh, who is one of my best friends. Um, Great and. Uh, to, just to kind of be real, we have part of a, a strong part of our walk in faith has been um, holding each other accountable, um, giving each other grace, pointing mm-hmm. each other towards always looking at, you know, kind of trying to feel not to be super whatever, like, but trying to feel that it's like the Holy Spirit's kind of like a compass. Sometimes it's like you're not it's never like, boom, right there. It's like mm-hmm. it, it can, it's kind of wobbly and it's like you really have to, to sit with it. So. Um, just kind of finding that line, man, between obedience and, uh, disciple obedience versus, uh, 
getting into doing things for the sake of doing things. Mm-hmm. And as John Mark Homer would say, you've arrived at legalism, like, mm. um, which is not where we want to be. Right. So what do you what what do you think about that? And just like and honestly, that would open up a great topic just as far as like the Western evangelical idea of following Jesus has become to a large part what they call moral therapeutic deism, which is essentially go to church, get a TED talk on how to be a good Christian mm-hmm. and then apply that and be a good Christian. But is mm-hmm. that what that is? What do y'all think? Hmm. Go. So, Oh, one thing by the, before we jump in, are you still, are you still going to, um, do you, do you still go to passion? I still, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, just wanted to, so we're, we're all part of kind of different, faith communities right now. Like I'm going to this new church generations. Um, that's it's an Acts 29 church. I really like it, but we're kind of, I think it's, I think it's good that whenever you and I have met, we're coming from totally different, like you're in a totally different ecosphere, different parts of the body. Yeah. 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 And so we're getting like different perspectives. Like you're getting kind of a big church perspective. And honestly, like with the internet as well. I mean, we all kind of have our guys. I'm a Tim guy or you're Mm -hmm. a Tim guy Mm -hmm. you're a Levi guy. Levi's my guy. But we all love that. Levi Lesko. which oh we, Levi Lusco yeah hmm. but we all like we have like our platter uh, what do you call it a right uh, um, uh, a flight of like sushi mm-hmm. we all have our flight of spiritual yeah. you know knowledge and discernment on a like I you know you think about like fifty years ago or mm-hmm. even less like you had your pastor mm-hmm. your local pastor and probably most of your community was in this so that sh- that shaped your own formation of how you follow the Lord. So yeah, no, you're right. Like we have our own, you're coming from Acts 29 and we're coming from, mm-hmm. or yeah, we're all coming from something different. So, okay. So your question is where has like, like legalism and sanct- so we're talking about legalism and sanctification and, and discipline and growth in the Lord and all that. And so maybe, maybe we should start by biblically defining like, what is the, like, what is the goal? Like, like, cause it's gone wrong. Right. So what is what, what 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 is the target we should be shooting for first? What would you consider legalism? Well, let's before we talk about legalism, let's we got to talk about like what's the what is how should Jesus? it be? Okay. How should it be? You know. Um. So I think for me, what is what is not legalism? Uh, John fifteen, abiding, mm. Um, mm. dependence, trusting. Um a personal relationship, um, childlike faith, Mm -hmm. you know, your dad tells you not to touch the hot stove and you, 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 he's telling you that because he loves you and because he doesn't, (laughs) my friend, Mm. my friend the other day, who's not a Christian, he sent me a, uh, like a TikTok thing where, uh, it had this little kid these two little kids and their parents put like this candy in front of them and walked out of the room. I saw that. Yeah. And, it was like, <laughs> and then the, the caption was yeah. God put Adam and Eve in the garden, like boom. And it's super cute. So but my friend true. was sending it to me. Isn't it uh, so true? My friend was sending it to me as if like to make a critique on like morality they or screwed like up. whatever. But they here, suck. So, so, so check it out. Here's what I said. I said, um, I said, that's really cute. That's a terrible uh, analogy for the gospel. And I said, it's more like this. Your dad, who loves you, gave you a home and a property and everything on there that you can enjoy. All he asked you to do was not mess with the HVAC system because he knows you could blow the home up. <laughs> then you messed with the HVAC system and then you blew the home up. Mm-hmm. And now you're blaming him, asking him why it's messed up. But the mm-hmm. cool thing is he sent your older brother to come fix it. And all you got to do is listen to him and he'll fix it for you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, is that your version of the God. I'm like, yes, that's my 30 second presentation of the gospel. So to answer your question, 
abiding in not legalism is trusting your older brother, your Lord, your master, Christ, in every aspect of your life and and really being in the word and and, and communing with him in prayer and and and, right. and looking for that compass. That's uh that's what I would say abiding is. Hmm. Legalism would be what are well, you said you wanted to get to that. So hmm. what do you think? Uh dude, I keep thinking of um oh but but yeah, but with regards to the kids, so he so he was saying, oh God put something something irresistible in front of a yeah, child. Yeah, classic. So, like, so yeah, God yeah. has no right to. So he's saying well, just God like has, it was an unfair play. Like you know the classic like right. put a thing in front of a dog. Like right, right. It's very simplistic. Yeah. yeah, dude, that that thought bothered me a lot in college for a while. Of like I mean, God, like God didn't make it fair. And it, but it's like at the end of the day, well, it uh, does ultimately <laughs> ask the problem of evil question. Why create the yeah. possibility for evil? Yeah, and and I thought and I thought like it doesn't really matter because like I haven't done anything in my like has has he is he perfect? Okay, it's like okay, dude. So you're perfect now because so like like what has he done to fix sin? You know what I'm saying? Like like even if God puts you in a in a situation where uh, sin was irresistible because you didn't know better, what have you done about sin lately in your life? You're still guilty, dude. You know, to, to your friend. The way I look at it, yeah. The way I've always looked at it is like when <laughs> the problem of evil is something people have been discussing for 2,000 years. Like why would God create the possibility or evil or whatever mm -hmm. or the devil? Mm -hmm. The way I've always looked at it, and um, a theologian said this, is like you have a creator. He's perfect. He creates beings. But, and this may go against some reformed sensibilities, but I believe that to truly love some a person a th a create a creature that you've created uh, a child is to create a space where they can choose to not love you back oh yeah and they have to choose on their own free will to mm -hmm. love you back mm -hmm. there has to be a space otherwise real true love cannot exist because mm -hmm. if we're just benevolent puppets on a string then ultimately is it that is it is it agape is it that good of love i don't think so so it's more like he creates a space to where we have the free will, but we made the wrong choice. All that to say, yeah. abiding is believing. Um, and the Greek word for believe, I forget what it is, but it means to like, I think we talked about this once, but it's like, I believe that when I sit down in this chair, it's going to support me. Mm -hmm. Now, if mm -hmm. I didn't, and you said, Daniel, it's, it's fine. You can sit in the chair. I'm like, yeah. I don't, do I really believe? It's not just like, okay, yes, I raise my hand and, and you know, at the altar. No, do I trust? Do I listen? Do I understand? And also you're saying no to other things. Like, let's be honest, uh, a, a life of like not having sex before marriage and going to church and honoring God, you, that, that's, you're investing a lot so in your decision. So that's where it gets foggy because you don't, so, so they're like, there's spectrums, right? Because you don't want to be on one end where you're like, well, I just have my personal relationship with the good Lord and like, mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. understands my heart. And so it's mm -hmm. like, no, if truly abiding and believing should work itself out into obedience. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, true faith and trust produces obedience, right? Yeah. I think the problem is, is that um, we try to work backwards. We try to produce obedience yeah. to be back. Some real quick, this one guy said it, and then I want to let our special guest talk and to give his opinion. But um Andrew and I just hit go and just went. Um, 
if you look at Ro- this is what I want to talk, open it with. If you look at Romans, right? Mm-hmm. Romans, Paul's masterpiece, like his 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 uh, what's the word they always use for it? his magnum opus, if you mm-hmm. will, mm-hmm. his magnum opus gospel presentation. Here's a problem: man has sinned. God is holy. Here's uh, here's here's what that means. No one is no one is without no one has excuse. Here's what God did though, because of His love. Mm-hmm. Here's what that means. And here's how you should live. But we try to work it backwards. We try to go from Romans eleven twelve of present your body as living sacrifice, don't conform, to get back to being saved. But it's the how, other that's way. That's interesting. How do you, what do you mean? So Paul goes through Romans. He starts off, man has sinned. Mm-hmm. God must punish. Mm-hmm. God has, however, made an atonement in Christ. Therefore, this is how man, now that man is free in Christ, live like this. Mm-hmm. Because you are free in Christ. But as Christians, I think especially in the West and evangelical, what we've been brought up in, we, write, we work it backwards. We think, okay, look at Romans eleven twelve of all these commands of how to live. Live like that, and then you can get back to, and then that gets you the saving thing. That gets you the grace. That gets you the, uh, the right, salvation, right, 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 stuff right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All that to say, um, uh but let me let me jump in. So, yeah. uh, but as we're defining it, I keep thinking of this verse in First Timothy where it says, uh, "He says Timothy, fan into flame the gift of God," because it's like it's not you, it's not on you, but it is on you partially. You have a role in it, but it's like God, you know, it, it is it is Him who works in you to to will and to do for His good pleasure. Like yes. I I participate in it, so but I also have a role in it, but mm. it's also His power. That, that, that makes it possible for me to do it, it's, it's his power that gives me the ability to do it from a right heart because otherwise I'm doing it from a wrong heart. I'm doing it to get approval and that's evil and wrong to, to do it, to get approval. So how do I do the right things for the right reasons? It's only by the power of the spirit so that I do I the right this, things. For this the is right where I, I think I can jump in. Um, one of the more powerful things I've come across is how the heart is positioned towards action. So for example, with what you're describing, there's an idea of doing, right? There is action and absolutely we see that in James. Don't just be listeners of the words, doers, right? But still it's from, because God sees the heart, right? He, going back to what what David, how David was chosen, he went through seven brothers and they weren't the ones, but Mm -hmm. David was because of his heart. We see a difference in two words, striving and surrendering. When I strive, that's when I meet with Daniel's um, argument of, yeah, we do go Romans 12 backwards. Mm -hmm. But surrendering to me is like, you know what? What if I stop and allow? Allowing Mm -hmm. is an action word that then I think better encompasses the Christian walk allow and surrender God to work in me because I see that in my day to day of when I actively oppose the prompting of God, um, his will for for my life. I kind of just have even the most subtle ways of saying, no, 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 not right now. Whether it is apologizing, come on, you know, or if it's, honestly, a lot of times it's, it's texting somebody, somebody just jumps in my heart and is like, Oh, I need to text them, ask them how they're doing. And I don't, I create some sort of excuse of being too busy or not right now. Um, when really it's a matter of opening Siri and saying, send this text message. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 and even like with me, like 
it manifests itself and I hate to say this but like with laziness like with work mm-hmm. with, with vocational things mm-hmm. like and it's like things that like <clears throat> yeah I served really I served my heart out Sunday but it's like but did you commit your work to the Lord and stuff like that yeah. it's like um, so that's I'm glad you said that man because like that so it's funny that like talk about Romans from 1 to 12 or mm-hmm. 16 you know that way and essentially the middle of Romans, and this is straight off the point you just made, I feel like most of us have been stuck in that Romans 7, wretched man that I am. It is ironic that that's in the middle of Romans too, because I feel like most of us are always stuck as Christians, or a lot of us at least, stuck in that. Um, oh, I'm so bad. That Romans 7 where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, wretched man that I am. Who, and it's like, and then you, 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 you swing, you do this pendulum swing where... You're like, ah, oh, I'm such a terrible person. It's like, well, that's not what he says either. You're, mm-hmm. you're his son. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the prodigal son, notice when he came back and he's like, blah, blah, blah. his dad like was like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But yeah, ch- mm-hmm. here, check this ring out though. Like yeah. he wasn't trying to hear any of that. Like he was just like, come back. Like, hey, you're yeah. back. Because he made the choice to repent. So I think that the, the most interesting tension of it for me is like practically what does daily obedience look like? And I know I, I agree with the heart posture thing. Like what heart are you doing it from? I guess it's just like, okay, you ultimately have to take act. Like even when like my counselor sometimes like, is just like abide and surrender and let him do this. Like ultimately I have to right. like move. I have my, to do something. I have to do something. Right. How okay. do I physically So this is a that, great you know? question. How do I know that I'm growing in the Lord? Because we all want to grow in the Lord, right? We all have problems in our life. We all want to grow in the Lord. How do I know that I'm growing in godliness? How do I know that I'm growing in the Lord? Because we need, we need a measurement to know that we're like men and men in particular, but everyone is goal oriented. So, you know, in, in work, you hit your numbers or you make more money. That's how you accomplish a goal. How do we know that we're growing in the Lord? So, okay. I was just going to probably talk about fruit. I was just going to say fruit. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, Just like we know when someone is Christian or is not Christian, Christ gave us that point of reference to say, you will know them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that even before we hit record, we were talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift of the spirit. And having that within one's capabilities is a true sign that the Lord has worked in you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Part of my Part of my testimony, part of my testimony, <clears throat> personal te- story is being able to forgive my, my dad, my biological father. You know, I'd, I hadn't talked to him in over 10 years and there's no other rhyme or reason other than Christ being in my, in my life and softening my heart to be like, you know what, I'm going to go approach my dad and say, I'm sorry, regardless of it being my fault or his mm. approaching him with love and knowing that again, even the obedience part is honor your mother and your father and your days on earth will be long. That's the one verse that just led me through mm. the beginning season of seeking out my dad. Yeah. So that obedience displayed itself in love. Yeah. Ultimately. That's awesome, it, yeah. That's amazing. Ultimately. Yeah. Like in that, that's fruit. Cause ultimately to answer and yeah, I think you just answered your question, Andrew, because like, it's like, I, you know, I was having a kind of a Zoom meeting with this guy who's uh, not a Christian. He's in like this weird thing and weird, essentially oh. trying to give him an apologetic. Uh, and he was trying to give me one for his. <laughs> I think I told you about this months ago, but um, they're very works based, though. Like, you have to keep this. You have to keep this. And I was trying to explain to him that, like, 
and he kept bringing up obviously the go to for anybody who's workspace. They brought up James. They brought you know Faith Without mm-hmm. Works is Dead and all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the the best, and this is not my um, uh, analogy, but it's like okay, you know that tree right there, whatever those berries are. We know that that tree is alive because we see the fruit on there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we know that sh- that fruit is evidence that that tree is alive. If that tree does not have fruit on there, it's dead. Mm-hmm. However, the fruit is not what makes that tree alive, right? Right. Again, right. not to yeah. go backwards. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. see an apple good. tree, good. Yeah. The, my counselor told me one time, he's like, you're trying to put apples on your apple tree, man. Just trying to you're staple, already an staple them on. Yeah, just be an apple tree. <laughs> like, the fruit is not what makes the tree an apple mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't have apples on it, Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yeah, um, you have to see fruit, right? I think that, that, that for me, like the interesting, like how it's it's the tension of how do you produce that fruit, and doesn't it feel like striving sometimes? Do I mean, because and, and and also real quick, what is the difference between striving and okay, this is hard. I do have to put forth some effort and pick up a cross and deny myself and mm-hmm. die to myself. Mm-hmm. Because that's not striving either, right? Right. That's Christianity. That's walking with Jesus, right? That's following the Lord, right? Right. I would say... So what's the difference? Dude, you have to like... It has taken me... I still don't understand it, obviously, but it has taken me, I think, years to start to get a feeling for what legalism is. And, And you just... You get a vibe and you can feel it. And I would say... One thing we can definitely say it is, it's it's when people take a particular action and they assign more importance to it. So it's like... Tim Keller talks about, I'm going to use a big word that I did not come up with. He talks about the concatenation of the fruits of the spirit, which means they all happen at the same time as we grow. So if you take one thing, like looking at porn, masturbating, if you take one thing. I'm really good at self-control like that. And you just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, let's say you're not kind, right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not kind or right. you're not patient. It's like God is only interested in our because we're we're gentle. There's there's gentle people. There's self controlled people. There's right. yeah. and so God is only interested in our in 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 the you know if we if we if, if it's a bunch of corn stalks that are all growing that are the fruits of the spirit they all have to grow at the same rate. That's the only way that we know that we're um, wow yeah th- th- that we're growing. So I think it's if over emphasis on one thing. Okay, great example. This new church I'm going to love love the people there, but. At one point, you know, like, I don't think it's wrong. You know, there might be disagreements about this. We can hash it out and talk about it. When I go away with my girlfriend, sometimes we will get a king bed. We're not doing anything. People have often used this slippery slope argument of you're going to do something. Something's going to happen. Nothing has ever happened. And I don't feel guilty about it. Um, You know, twin beds just cost more. So we'll often get a king bed when we go away. When we go away, we don't do anything. But one of the guys in my group, which I think it was a sweet sentiment that I appreciated, but he texted me about, <clears throat> about, hey, man, y'all text to check in to make sure that you haven't fallen into lust or anything. And I was like, OK, thanks, man. And, and yeah. I, I part of me appreciated that. But part of me was like, why don't we do that with other things? Like, why is that? the prime sin why is that more important than anything totally else? and i think when you and i initially spoke about what we wanted this episode to be um it was that type of thing where there are because he's he's not doing a bad thing i would say but yeah. i think you would say he's focused intently right. on 
maybe something. So, but particular the, behaviors. So here's the question, and again, this is like our, this isn't our entire podcast is us figuring these things out. But like, there are things, and this is what I texted Andrew. What I'd like to have a podcast about, and this is why Doctor Discernment came on because he and I and our friendship <laughs> a lot is based on. <laughs> trying to sharpen and help each other realize when we're crossing these boundaries mm -hmm. of, okay, yeah, you're, 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 you should be, you're a king that's not off at war right now and you need mm -hmm. to be off at war. We have grown up and anyone who is part of the, uh, you know, standard Orthodox Christian American church, small groups, mm -hmm. uh, right. Books, right. Guides, all these uh, things. Purity culture. Yeah, but but uh, but I don't want us to come across also like let, let's be honest. There's also a greasy grace culture where oh, it's, no, no, hey no. man, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Whatever. Because guess what, bro? Yeah. There are some guys, and I know you, and I know mm -hmm. Katya, and mm -hmm. there are, and I know y'all like because I, I just I know y'all were fine. Yeah. There are guys though where that probably is a great thing because if they go out of town with a girlfriend, especially I think with mm -hmm. younger, younger like mm -hmm. you know te you know late teens, early twenties, mm -hmm. like. They don't need to be sleeping in the same bed together. Mm, yeah. But I do think that we've also, in the West, we've definitely placed a high emphasis on, number one, sexual purity for a thing. And not that, like, mm -hmm. again, sexual purity should absolutely be something that we yeah. keep holy and all that. Absolutely. But, like you said, like, is kindness or, as important? Or greed. Or greed. Like, or agreed. why are we checking in? Let's check in on how each other are giving lately. What, what I, is it about? You know, yeah. How, so the question, guys, is... How much of our walk has been formation or has been form, formed by cultural, Christian cultural things that are more so cultural or from our society? Right. And how much of it, how much versus of Versus actually right. following Jesus. And like, because like, here's the thing, you know, when you and her and broke, I'm just, and then mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. shut up, but you know, when you and her sleep in that king bed, you know, nothing's happening, Right. Right. You would say that's a heart issue. Yes. So yes. you would say, I would say if somebody else slips into sin in the, in the same moment, then that's for them to decide. But, uh, but we, because we've, I, we've looked in our heart and we, we didn't, we have not sinned in that way. I'm following my heart. I'm sinning. <laughs> <laughs> Great video. Check it out on YouTube. But yeah, <laughs> ultimately what is truly obedience and following mm -hmm. the Lord? And what have we as Christians made like a, a check-in of like, mm -hmm. just wanted to make sure that you're not, I mean, we right. all know people like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, at what point is it like, okay, are we, are we being Christian Navy SEALs mm -hmm. and we just be toughing it up for Jesus? That's the tension. That's what this conversation. Well, is and also it, my whole thing is like, how do we pick the particular uh, picadillos that we care about? Because isn't it often the things that like it's like a checklist, right? <laughs> or like I think okay, I think sexual sin is so important because that's a primary measurable thing that distinguishes us from the world. That says we're not like the world, right? We're different because and of it's how it, we do this. And Paul even says it's different. And it's like fasting. It's 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 like the second other than food in your mouth. It's the second most like mm -hmm. animal primal thing that you want. So to deny yourself that, um, what, what, what that are we denying ourselves? Huh? What's the second thing we're denying? Sex, about? like, oh. or, you know, sex before marriage or whatever, right, like right. to put that in a confine mm -hmm. of, you know, only with marriage, only in a covenant. It is a denial. It's the, tr it, other than food, it's mm -hmm. the, it's the truest denial. Like, and it's, it's, interestingly enough, it's part of this is the same part of the brain. I remember going through psychology class 
And the professor she was talking about, so if you ever find yourself horny, get a sandwich. She said horny? Yes. Horny, grab a Snickers. <laughs> exactly. You're not yourself when you're horny. You're not yourself when you're horny. <laughs> so, no, it's like the reptilian brain though, right? It's like the, the or whatever you want. It's like the, 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 the primal. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's the hypothalamus that controls that. And so the fact that the same part of your brain that controls hunger also controls your sex drive and your libido, it says a lot about being able to control ourselves. Yeah. Um, so that's really important. Mm. Another thing that I like about for the example of the word is uh, he who can control his lips has mm. control over the rest of his body. Mm. I'm probably totally butchering that. Mm. But that's yeah, another tongue. reason why I practice a lifestyle of removing profanity from my life i get that i still slip i get that i have christian friends that do but for me it's so important because it's a small thing that can lead me to not being samson in, Den in delilah's lap getting my hair cut getting yeah. my strength taken from me mm -hmm. right so I, I love how God gives me all these little things to give me indicators when I could be headed down the wrong path, mm -hmm. right? When, when we're talking about Samson, for example, there's these little sins that um, from the beginning he's instructed not to. So, uh, hey, you're going to never touch a dead carcass. You're never to drink wine or drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then you're never to cut your hair because that's the... That's where you get your strength. And throughout that story, we see he gets honey from the carcass of, an, of, a, of a lion. And notice what he does with it. He does something good, which is take it to his parents. Like, hey, I brought you honey. And they're rejoicing, but they never get to ask. They're his parents. They're that separated from him where they're not walking with him day to day to even think, oh, where did you mm. get that from? But I know that, mm. for example, if I share my daily mm. life with Daniel, you get to ask those sort of questions just because of the natural rhythms of we meet every yeah. day or we have a phone call or whatever. Hey, so where'd you get that honey from? Was it Trader Joe's? No, it was from a dead carcass that I wasn't supposed to be touching, <laughs> right? And then the, the wine thing too. Why was he in a vineyard if he's not supposed to be drinking alcohol, mm, right? Yeah. Fermented grapes, right? Like why are you where you're not supposed to be? So that kind of ties back into the community aspect of having men know the details. Back to you know? David, making sure men making sure that you're off at war instead of Yes. Mm -hmm. So okay, so and that's so that's where Well so let, let me ask him though. So what where or what do you think it begins to fall into legalism and people that we have known that where it's like, okay, this is becoming more in and of itself than it is about Following Christ. I, I think number one for me, I would just say when a brother falls and you meet him non and he, and he's truly repentant and you can tell he's truly, you need to meet him with the utmost grace and the yeah. utmost and not yeah. validating sin. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't believe that his sin and he's truly repentant and you should, you should, I think as a Christian, you should be able to discern whether mm -hmm. people, for the most part, whether people are truly repentant. If your brother is truly like, yeah, like number one, if he did something that's quote unquote, the worst what he did, what he's confessing he did, probably the harder it is for him to be confessing it to you. So he's probably pretty repentant if he's talking to you about it. Unless you caught him doing it and then he's like, oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you have to meet him in grace, man. You mm -hmm. have to meet him in like, and in, 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 let's get back and, uh, you know, so where, but where, where is the line where it becomes parasitical? 
Ferris, yes. Mm. So I, I choose that word specifically because Great that's when I see legalism in my walk. Whenever I'm the one praying with someone who's actually repentant, I'm like, Lord, thank you so much that you didn't make me like him, a sinner, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, I mean, obviously it's never going to be those exact words, but there are things that I do or even moments where I'm aware of that I'm being self-righteous. Nuhat knows me better than probably anyone when it comes to like my friends and like, like, bro, how many times have I said, have I had real karma? And it's funny, but it's like, how many times have I been like, okay, I need to wake. I'm a not, I'm a natural night owl. How many times have I been like, okay, I need to wake up at four thirty five AM. I need to read an hour of the, dude, I've tried reading the word in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now I finally gotten into a rhythm of, I, I just pray and like, I'll read like a passage or mm-hmm. maybe something, but I like studying. I like deep diving at night. That's when my mind, that's how he made me do it. And yeah, I'm not saying yeah. like, if I had a job and a kid I had to take care of and my mm-hmm. morning time was the only time I could do a quiet time, mm-hmm. like with the, the word, then fine. I would make it happen, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But um, but how many times have I been like, okay, I need to wake up at 5 a.m. I need to study for an hour. I need to do this fast. And Nuhad many drink times. O- Andrew's shaking his head like, no, dude. <laughs> um, and and, and it, it, it always, and you said to me, this is like a year and a half ago, you said to me, you, you pointed out the, the verse, where, you know, is this the fast that I have called you to? And they were fasting, they were fasting, they were fasting. I forget what it is, Rose, fasting, fasting. And the Lord was like, I haven't asked you to do any of this stuff. It's the same thing, like, it's like almost the offering that you're bringing is Cain's offering. Ooh. And I love the fact that, and I didn't make this up, but somebody pointed out, you know what the difference was between Cain and Abel's offerings? It was it was uh, desire for relationship and love on. Well, so essentially, I thought it was. But I mean, the, essentially, but I mean the actual offering itself. Oh, it was meat like and vegetables. Lamb, the lamb versus the ground. Cain's was of his own fruit. Cain's <laughs> offering was fruit that he actually harvested and that he actually grew, and like huh. his fruit, his works, essentially. Mm. Abel's was I didn't do it. I just killed the lamb. His was obedience and trust, and like, okay, here you go. Mm. Was so, it his lamb though? But I also no, I, was... no, I think it wasn't. That's what I mean. It like uh, it wasn't his lamb in the sense of like in the sense of like Abel's was more of like a a faith trust. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Cain's was like all of his fruit and what he offered to the but Lord. Another dimension to that too is yeah. we find out that Abel's was his first and his best, whereas like Cain's was just right. a portion. Right. right. It's oh, the wow. difference between, hey, here's my 10%, but it's what was remaining. Okay. Yeah. That's good too. Right? Yeah. Abel's was first and his best. Yeah. So, so I guess, and Andrew, what do you like? What, how do we know? So I want to ask, uh, talking about Pharisees. So how do we know that we're, what are, what are examples of, and like, I'll be I just want to say, I'm none, of that, a, none of that 5 a.m. stuff ever helped me. That was the whole point of all that. Yeah. None of it ever helped me. It always made me feel more in the sin cycle. It yeah. always made me feel more worse. Right. And, and, and super quick. And then, Andrew, I know you bit, but a quote that I quoted you to one time, I think is one of the best quotes when it comes to a Christian walk. No one is more miserable than the Christian who for a time hedges in his obedience. Hmm. He does not love sin enough to enjoy its pleasures. And does not love Christ enough to relish holiness. Hmm. He perceives that his rebellion is iniquitous, but obedience seems distasteful. He does not feel at home any longer in the world, but his memory of his past associations and the tantalizing lyrics of old music prevent him from singing with the saints. He is a man most to be pitied, and he can 
he cannot forever remain ambivalent. In other words, like, yeah, in that middle. <clears throat> I hate sin. I don't want to sin. I can't. No. Have you ever. Lukewarm Christian. Have you ever been pissed off that you couldn't enjoy sin that you used to enjoy? Yeah. Dude. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? But, well, but that's kind of a different topic, though, the, the Pharisee, because we were talking about the uh, yeah. Pharisaical. So it's like, how, how do we, what are times that we've gotten into and why do we get into these? Because honestly, I'm more of a greasy grace type. I'm lazy. And so it's very rare that I, because I'm always like, oh, legalism, legalism. We don't want to do that. But like PJ and I talk a lot while we're playing on Xbox and we were, we were, he wow. was saying, he was saying the other day, oh, spiritual conversations only, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but good he kill bro. Right. Good. How's your walk? Headshot. Good, good, good headshot. <laughs> um, no, bro. Uh, so, but we were saying the other day, um, he, so, so PJ and I sometimes get so into Tim that it's like, that it's like, oh, I don't want to obey because it's not coming from a, a, a a, a, a the right heart I'm, I'm just going to be tacking on fruit I'm just going to be being legalistic and what I told him and what I had to teach myself is like no you obey waiting for your heart to catch up sometimes absolutely yeah. right yes. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like this is christian 101 i don't think that well no no i'm with him because like yeah. it's e that's the thing that's the other side it's easy to fall into that like I don't want to be legalistic. It's under the blood, like, which, right. like, right. Let's dude, not be legalistic. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, like there's mm. picking up your cross too. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. you mm -hmm. know, so yeah, no, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it's the like, difference between feeling it, right? Like I yeah. need to yes. feel. Yes. To do. Exactly. No, no, no. I think yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of growing in a mature relationship with yeah. Christ. Could you say, could you say though, that when you're doing and you're never feeling and it's like, when you're, do, isn't that isn't that what being a Pharisee is? Is doing and do you never think feeling? That, do you think that Christ wanted to go to the cross? No, he didn't. But wanted to. Yeah. Right. And I mean, he, we knew he he had to, but then again, he and we see that it's he literally for the joy the, set before. I was just him. thinking that, but yeah. it also says what does it say right before that that he despised the shame. So, and he said, "Not my will, but Thy will." <laughs> right. But what did he say before he said, "Not my will, but Thy will." He was like, Dad, can if you, you like, take this better? Can you, can you take this can I, from can, me? Yeah. yeah. If it is possible. It was both. It if was it both. is possible. It was both. Yeah. He, he so, didn't, he didn't, he wanted to. And I think that, to. in my opinion, is a clear example of God Himself with us, incarnate as one of us, which is nuts. Um, uh, that Jesus was, will be a human forever. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Like, God mm -hmm. is a human. Like, Jesus' body is still. Human. He, God will be human as well as God, fully mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. but he will also be fully human forever. That's crazy to me. I was just, yeah. it dawned on me the other day, like he's eternally one of us, like eternally in bodily form. The fullness of the, the deity dwells bodily in Christ. It's Dude, crazy. He just he has a perfect body. Like I think he's we, not getting liver cancer. Don't he's got you, a perfect you, don't, liver. He's gl it's glorified. <laughs> don't when you think of Jesus though a lot, you think of like a spirit like up in heaven somewhere. Like, blah, blah, blah. No, like, no it's like as real as this. Like, no, Daniel, we think of him as sorry, real. I'm not as <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We believe Daniel. <laughs> let, let me We're ask you all this. But, but to, to the point, there are going to be times where like uh, Dr. Discernment said, you don't feel. You've it. already said my name. You don't. I did twice. New hot. <laughs> <laughs> the power of editing. Um, so let me. Here's what. Here's what I want to ask y'all because this has happened to me lately, and I just want to hear y'all stories. 
what is a time? And I really like what you said about. Um, so Newhod said, "I'm convinced. I'm. I have my own." things that I know I need to be work on, working on. Yeah. And I think the difference between a Pharisee and somebody who's actually like working on themselves in a godly way is like, we look at our hearts and we see, we know our things. There's like, these are the two things I need to work on right now, as opposed to projecting onto other people yeah. and being like, I feel good about the fact that I didn't uh, look at porn this week. Obviously looking at porn, we should never be looking at porn, but I'm, 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 I'm making some kind of a game where like, I have success in this area, and everybody who doesn't have success in this area, I'm going to judge. 100%. Yeah, know? totally, man. And I think I we think, all do that. But I think the real, for example, when, I'm, when I really recognize that God has delivered me from pornography, that's mm-hmm. what the, one of the areas where I have the most grace. Mm-hmm. So in conversations Ooh, that I've yeah, had with yeah, Daniel, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. when I know that I'm like, hey— Let's talk about it from a heart issue as opposed to a what kind of techniques can we add mm-hmm. to our lives so that we mm-hmm. succeed. And those were air quotes. Yeah. So honestly, yeah. and I, you know, if we're being real, man, and, and this podcast is not going to be, uh, well, it can be whatever it is. Like we, 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 we keep it real. But not to make it a full on lust podcast, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, that is where I would say this conversation ultimately uh, the rubber meets the road with men um, is okay. But it, we, what the is the rubber meets the road in a lot of areas? You know, it could be. I just think that when it, I, but even saying, me say, but when I'm, when I say that, I don't mean that lust, I'm not placing lust above any uh, being Greed, a jerk to someone because yeah, if, you're, if you, yeah. if you abstain from porn or, mm-hmm. and whatever else and looking at anything or, you know, impure thoughts and all that stuff, like, and you, get off them as soon as you think them, but you're not kind to people like yeah. in the street and yeah. in grocery stores, you're not better. Right. Mm-hmm. You're not. But so mm-hmm. I, I think that when I say lust is like rubber, rubber meets the road is like, that's where the primal desire for men, especially that's where I feel like things that you could put in place for obedience. Um, mm-hmm. The, the questions become about, okay, is this legalistic? Am I being, you know, if somebody, if a brother that I know falls, like you said, like Newhot said, you meet them with grace and stuff like that. Or do I say, yeah, man, you just, you're going to ruin your life. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like. I, I, one thing that's coming up to my mind is the amount of forgiveness. There's that parable of like somebody owed 50,000, yeah. right? Like a whole year's wages and somebody only owed a week's worth. Hmm. Who do you think um, feels the love more? The one who is forgiven for more or the one who is forgiven for less? The one who owed and more, so, I suppose. Exactly. And so I have the Towards most Jesus. grace when I'm, rem- when I'm reminded of just how much I was forgiven for. And conversely, I'm the most pharisaical in areas where I haven't needed, quote unquote, that much forgiveness in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's yeah. when I become the most judgmental. I see it like, oh, why aren't you improving mm-hmm. in this area mm-hmm. or working harder at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wait, let yeah, me. So I, well, here's what I want to ask y'all was talk about. Let's talk about a time because I have two examples and like obedience is boring, right? Like sure. it's not fun. And like the, I think that is what's that is what's been so hard for me about like there's two areas multiple areas I need to work on. The big ones for me are like giving. I need to give to church, uh, just forgiveness and um, uh, uh, work. It's just me, me spending a long day at work. 
and, and, and focusing on some of the areas outside of my life. Cause I'm all for like, love ministry, love going to church, love Bible studies. But when it comes to some of the practical things in, in my life behind the scenes mm-hmm. are things that I don't deal with. And, and I kind of, and like my family knows that I neglect those things because I like the stuff that's out front and is flashy and, and is spiritual. And like, I'm not so good at handling the behind the scenes stuff. So what I wanted to ask y'all about is what are, what is some times where the Holy Spirit has, you really feel like an inrush of the Holy Spirit through obedience or sanctification, like, like just the boringness of obeying. And it's like, man, God, like bless me so much through that. Oh man. Um, and you're saying this in contrast to like the flashy, right? So that right, right, that the flashy easily be shown. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Um, super quick on that. Um, I mean, part of it would be when I started going to Passion. I didn't know anybody, and I was super alone, and like um, it was awkward because I sat alone and just didn't know anybody. And then I just kept going and going and going and serving, and then eventually met you, met my group, met Newhod, met mm-hmm. like met my girlfriend, and you know, but. Even when you just said that, man, I felt like it in my heart to be like, it even blows me away more and like chokes me up more when I think about how much he's, how much he's, how much he's lavished me even when I wasn't obedient. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I don't say that to like, be like, and I think that's the, it's like that, that mystery of the prodigal. It's like, Mm -hmm. I came back, but also it's like, where's your heart, man? Like, it's Mm -hmm. like, I have... Yeah, man. It's I, it, Do you ever look back and you're like, wow, I really didn't trust him <laughs> at all. Like, it, barely. Like, I hung on by mm. a thread. Yeah. Mm. And yet he just lavished me with blessings. He just mm. completely came through and, and, and created rivers in the wasteland. Like, that's, I don't know. It just made me think of that when you said mm. that. So, But to your point, yeah, obedience is, uh, it can be stale. But, um, but are there times when, like, You've 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 experienced the Holy Spirit through incredibly boring stuff where you were just like, I'm going to submit to the Lord in this aspect. And it's so boring and it's so behind the scenes and it's so not flashy. And you've really felt like, man, yeah, I would I say community like more than anything. I would say community more than anything. In community. Yeah. yeah. Like in him giving me community and friends. Like, I mean, it's hmm. the way it happened. Like, right. Because you're saying it was by grace. It wasn't something that you you didn't do anything to get. It, it. was so obvious that. Literally, the only thing I can explain it is someone turning on a faucet and then it just yeah. pouring out. Yeah. Like it was so intense and just, yeah. Well, yeah. One, one of the things that this calls to mind is the fact that it isn't pleasant and the fact that God gives us context or language around that. In Hebrews 12, we see no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Come on. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness. Mm. So it's that idea of looking forward, right? Set your eyes on things eternal. So a lot of times it's getting beyond the here and now to see the glory set before us. It says no mm. discipline. Yeah. No discipline <laughs> sees. Yeah. No discipline seems pleasant at the time. Yeah. But it seems yeah. to imply that later on all discipline reaps a harvest exactly it may not mm. be obviously on this planet with, mm. with you know every little thing that you want but like mm. yeah uh, so the thing the two so the if two, you give 77 dollars here baptist Christian baptist <laughs> church you will do you want to be a prophet do you want to be a bethel prophet for 500 dollars? our special guest uh the best friend new has to <laughs> uh new uh has to bounce 
um because i pushed this podcast an hour later so that's on me but uh we love you man we appreciate you coming through absolutely thank you for um, having me Thank you for having the guts to come on. You can't say that in church. <laughs> is that the name of this? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can't yeah, say that is. in church. Yep. Wow. And you said it. <laughs> Congratulations. You said it. We're not in church though. So anyway, I don't, I don't have anywhere I'm going with that. Uh, thank you for coming yeah, on. Thanks bro. for coming any, on. Dude. Any last thoughts on um, if if you if you were the head of like a young adult managed group and they said, "Hey man, how can I follow the Lord but not fall into legalism?" What is the ultimate? You would just tell them. For now, what comes to mind is asking, seeking, and knocking. There is this idea of consistent pursuit through doubt, right? If you don't know, ask. If you want to find, seek. And if you want opportunities, keep knocking. So when I pursue him, when I'm Peter walking from the boat and I say, Lord, if it's you, one, doubt, but two, Jesus being faithful enough to say, it is Peter, come. And then you get to walk on water. It's that moment that you take your sight off him that you start drowning. Mm, I love how you just alluded to you don't have to seek perfectly either. Yeah. You can mm. seek. Like if you're seeking in doubt with the lights off, you're still seeking. Right. Yeah, right. that's good. And if anything, you're seeking with all your heart if you can't fully see that's because right. you're still seeking and you're like, hey, I don't. I'm, that's true dependence. So yeah, no, that's good, man. So yeah, so you would say that ultimately really abiding, following, believing looks like dependence and yes. yeah, seeking. Asking and knocking. Cool. All right, dude. Love All you, right. bro. Thanks for coming on, New Hot. Thank you so much. Uh, tomorrow. Love you guys. All right. So kind of finishing up our episode on sanctification. So, so where we left off as we were talking about, we were talking about just ways that like, Basic, simple, kind of boring obedience has like led to, you know, the Holy Spirit outpouring in our life. And I have, exp I just wanted to talk about two really boring things that I did in the past four months. And these were like the biggest like Holy Spirit moments for me. Um, one of them was forgiving somebody. And I'm not going to go into detail about it, but who was it? <laughs> what's his name uh, <laughs> where does he live what, uh, what's her name maybe it was a her yeah, it's fair enough um but i um i i had to i had to forgive this person and for months i was like justice you know this person is going right. to get justice vengeance um, is mine thus saith andrew <laughs> right you know this person's going to get justice so so the, the the ways i was rationalizing it with myself was this person needs to be called out this person is toxic in community Somebody needs to stand against this, against this person. They're in the wrong. Somebody needs to expose this person. And I listened to I, I listened to a very timely Tim message. Maybe you sent it to me or PJ sent it to me or somebody. And the message basically called out all the ways I was justifying it. And they were like, hey, do you think that you're uh, using uh, in the name of justice right. going after somebody? Hey, do you think this? Do you think this? And then Tim quoted the exact same uh, story that Newhod was just talking about, uh, or sorry, Dr. Discernment when he was here, of um, you have this small, um, there's this small debt that you have uh, forgiven somebody else of and you've forgotten the greater debt. Right. And so it's like, I'm wringing this person's neck over, it, and it was to the point, like, dude, and the other thing is like, I'm not afraid to call out people in public and I actually like it. Like, dude, get ten, get 10 people in a room. And if I get to call them out, like that's like, that would make my year, right? Like calling out somebody cause I'm not afraid to do it. And like, I would love to do it. 
and but that's part of what's wrong with me. That's that's like why I'm broken inside is because like I actually enjoy that stuff. So I was waiting for this person. I was waiting until I was in community with them with like ten other people because I didn't want to do it because they right. wouldn't they would not listen to me one on one. Right? Yeah. I wanted to confront them in a group of ten people. But did you want them? Did you just real quick? Did you want to do that because you felt like it would have the effect, or you wanted other people? You like was that more vengeance? Dude, I think a part of me knew that they wouldn't take it seriously until they were called out in public. Yeah. And I wasn't afraid to do it. And so I was like, this person needs to be called out in public. Like, I'm going to wait until there's 10 of us. And I would even reference, oh, bring them before the church, right? That's that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm bringing them before the church. In a sense, I'm bringing them before the group of believers. So anyway, all that to say, I listened to that Tim message um, and, and, and I realized God has forgiven me of this greater debt and I'm wringing this person's neck over a small deck, small debt. And right. in that moment, the ability to forgive that person just gave me like, just dude, just this huge, like joy in the Holy spirit that lasted for weeks of just like, man, if I, and, and, it, and, it, and, and I was able to forgive that person so much that I literally didn't even think about it. I never thought about embarrassing yeah. them again. Like I saw him at four or five other, ten, other things. I even called him on the phone. Dude. And I, I thought of, uh, I thought of, uh, uh, calling somebody else on the phone and telling them that I forgave them. I, I didn't get to that second person, but I called anyway. Um, it was just like a huge thing of the Holy spirit. When, when I, was able to forgive this person. It, it, and, and it was, I just, think that speaks to the fact that it wasn't something that was, would you say that you begrudgingly did that though? Uh, in the lead up to it. Right. I, I kept, so that's an area where like, why. right, exactly. So yeah. that's an area where your feelings, like you said, are not caught up with your obedience, <clears throat> but look at the reward mm-hmm. that you, f- you, you, and I believe as much as I believe in ordination, I believe that you had the free will and you chose to do that by the strength of the Holy Spirit and by the will yeah. and the power of the Holy Spirit. But Andrew, part of Andrew's individualness that is separate from God mm-hmm. of what makes you you, you made that decision. Yeah. I think that's why it's special. I think that's... Yeah. Um, but it's just cool that you made that decision and then uh, a peace came upon you like that was even more than you could have imagined. Like, yeah. When you went to, when you went, you went into something so begrudgingly, like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, man, this is so much, this feels so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, yeah, as our sanctification obedience conversation, I think it can be kind of like what Newhod was saying earlier. It's, it's not these like, it's not these like special sins that other people have assigned to us. It's like us looking in our own heart and knowing, man, I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with this. The other, the other big thing that happened to me recently, this was last week was, um, so I don't know if, I don't know if you do this, but I always feel like if I'm down or I'm depressed, I'm like, oh, I just need to get in the word for a few hours and God is going to fix me. Right. Like he'll make me feel better. Mm. And it was, it was, it was, huh? No, it's just my counselor (laughs) one time said like, and I mentioned my counselor like four times. Counseling's awesome. Um, I go to counseling, by the dude, way. Dude, Christian counseling, <laughs> the best. Um, yep. Discipleship counseling. He uh, he said that you can use God to like fix yourself. Try to use God to fix yourself. Which mm. again, it's like, mm. yeah, like, I mean, you're, 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 yeah, I'm down. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with getting in the word if you feel down. That's probably what you should do. But like, uh, yeah. yeah, there is a point where it's like, 
what are you going for? Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? But um, yeah, it was like a Tuesday or something. And I was like, man, I need to just get, get in the word for a couple hours. Um, yeah. And instead, so I, I went that whole night, spent a decent amount of time in the word, and I still just felt angry and cranky. You need, you need to take that? Oh, okay. Um, I still felt angry and cranky, Sorry. didn't feel close to God. And then the next day I was reading like, even though I don't think she's that good, Priscilla Shire, I got this Bible study by her and I know she's a woman. So, uh, no. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's not, Daniel doesn't agree with that. That's just my issues. I like um, Priscilla in the Bible too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Priscilla Shire? Yeah. Okay. She's this uh, black lady who's, she's actually really good. But I was, I was reading something in one of her Bible studies and it kind of kicked off this thought of like, God doesn't owe you anything. Hmm. You know, it's like, Oh wait, yeah, I know Priscilla Shire. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 She's been at the Grove and stuff like that. I think. Okay. I think <clears throat> anyway, go ahead. Um, but it kicked off this idea of God doesn't owe you anything. And then I started kind of doing Facts. some, some self, some analysis and I, uh, and it's like, is, is the, is the Lord ever like giving you He's like speaking to your spirit and he's like telling you stuff. Um, not, not, not audibly, but it's like, it's like you're kind of thinking through things and it's like, and it's like you have a thought and it doesn't feel like it came from you. It feels like it came from somewhere else. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And so this, I had this thought of, and, and I think it's biblical of um, obedience is better than separation. Mm. And it's like, it's like, it's not that hard for me to take care of some of these. See, because like I said, I like the flashy stuff. I like the visible stuff. Yeah. Right. I like the things, the, the serving and the Bible studies and the praise. And I like doing all the stuff, the putting hands up at worship and being in community. I like all the stuff that's very visible. I'm bad at handling the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And it's, and it was like, God told me obedience is better than separation from him. And, and what he was telling me was like, these sins in your life that are hidden and it's not, it's not porn. You know what it is? It's like not giving to the church and it's, and it's, uh, and it's, and it's uh, screwing around at work and it's like, it's just little thing. And, and then there's like, like not paying parking tickets, not taking care of my insurance. It's like, there's all these little things behind the scenes that nobody would ever know about me that are like sinful ways that I'm not taking care of my stuff. And God wants me to, focus on that stuff. And, and so the dude, the next day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to get my mortgage rate straightened out. I'm going to get my credit card straightened out. I'm going to do this because if I take care of that stuff, I'm going to have more money to give to the work of the Lord, totally. you know? And it's, and it's, and it's these boring behind the scenes obedience things where I was just like, man, I just feel like the Holy spirit is is empowering my life right yeah. now because I'm taking care of this non-sexy, non-flashy right. behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And so dude, that that and that was like the biggest Holy Spirit moment I've had in months. That's beautiful. Of, of yeah. just like boring when you could have like gone out and seen like some homeless person and yeah. then like given them a bunch of money and felt right. like which is really pharisaical right. to have been like uh, not that like giving money right. to people that don't have money is bad, but like yeah, but like that's easy for you because you have a good job and you make enough money. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. can afford to do that, but it's like, mm -hmm. pretty good for me. Like, right, that was right, really right. good to me, but it's right, like, right. what do you, so I think you right. make a great point there, which just not like the, the forgiveness and what you just said is like, 
what is the non-sexy, what is the things that you really don't want to do? Yeah. That's probably the Holy Spirit nudging you to work mm-hmm. on. And I think yeah. that's the whole time you were saying that, man, I was thinking about Colossians and Ephesians. It's just really, notice how much Paul talks about like, in everything, workers, in everything, husbands, wives, uh, masters, slaves, like in every single thing, like no matter who you are, no matter what your daily task is, like th- these things are important to the Lord. Yeah. And the reality is that for the most time, most people's cross will not be a physical cross. It will not be. Right. Uh, you're, you're probably not going to be a first century Christian to where you have mm-hmm. to be thrown to lions or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, you need to wake up and you need to, to, to do your job well. You need mm-hmm. to earn your paycheck well. Mm-hmm. You need to um, you need to apologize when you know that you're wrong. You mm-hmm. need to forgive people when you, you know it's the right thing to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's I, I think that's just to, to kind of full circle it. Like the things that you really don't want to do and work on. Yeah. I think to what Newhart said, the things that you know that you're good at or better at than maybe some others, mm-hmm. uh, those should just be there. Like it shouldn't be like a thing you really think about or talk about unless you're helping someone and pouring into someone else on how to do it. But um, the things that are really hard for you, those are the things that you need to tackle. It's just like a room, man. You clean up the part that's dirty. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to focus on like, look at this shiny part of my room that's perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Why do you think, why do you think, I've always wondered about this, like, is, isn't it true that we feel so much worse about the stuff that other people speak into our life that maybe we need to work on way more than like what God might want to tell me, you know, like, like, mm. like, like, like in a, if, if you're in a group, you know, it sh- certainly God can use other people to speak into our life. Right. Yeah. But often it's like, I'm not going to fix something. If it's not broken, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, and it's like when other people say stuff or like, like, hey, man, you need to you need to be concerned about purity or you need to be concerned about this. It's like it's like we just want to make everyone happy. So we're way we're way, way quicker to fix like what somebody else sin somebody else might bring up about our life than 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 like maybe what God wants to tell me I need to work on. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And it's and it's maybe just the stuff that's in you know, in a relationship. It's the stuff that's inconvenient to them. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like you should constantly feel inner conviction and just the way Jesus seems to work, man, is he's 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 very convicting. Yeah. He he's 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 He brings you to your knees in the most gentle, humble way. It's like, it's like, you know, he sees through you and like he, it's, it's the most convicting. You see, you truly see how like vile you, the outworkings of a lot of the things that you do, Mm -hmm. but because of your identity in him and because of how important you are to him, Mm -hmm. it's so empowering and so beautiful at the same time because you're convicted, but you're also like, man, like, you, I don't know. It's just in step with what's right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, PJ, PJ and I always joke about um, this old Acts 29 church that I won't name that we used to go to. And they had like a DNA group with the men. And, uh, it's like and, a fight club? Yeah, like a fight club. Yeah. Or they called them DNA groups. And it, he, he always, he, he always um, jokes about how, you know, he, he was like, he was like, oh man, I, you know, looked at, 
looked at something I shouldn't have looked at again. And the guy was like, you better like, <laughs> like right. to talk about like just angry condemnation that this guy had maybe learned from like his dad or something. Dude, not to mention names, but like in my own small group, it's not there good. was a guy who struggled with uh, stuff like that. And we harshness is not the answer is not where we, you, he, you know, it, it, yeah, he, he, he was, you know, cause that, I think, I think that when it becomes like that, especially with men, like it's an addiction, like, right. Um, it needs to be treated as an addiction. It's yeah. sin, like yeah. any addiction, it's dependence It's yeah. you're mastered by something, but yeah. it's an addiction. Like, so, um, I remember he went, the guy went for a really long time on mm-hmm. like a good streak of not like messing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And then finally he fell. And then the guy, other guy in the group was like, you got to stop, man. Mm-hmm. And it was just that flat. And I kind of like went off. I was like, dude, like that, like what if he doesn't stop? Right. Then right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, right. it's like, it, why are we, why are we that way about anything else? Cause we're prideful. What, why, why, why? Slash, that guy didn't struggle with that particular sin. What? You know what I mean? That guy who said you got to stop, he did not struggle with that particular exactly, sin. exactly. But he did struggle yeah. with other things, right? Yeah, and he's it, my brother too, and he's aware yeah. of it and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, man, it's, dude, wh- dude, why are we wh- like? I think why? it's what we see in ourselves, and we just want to kill wh- it, right? But it's like, why are we that way about a certain sin, and we're not that way about other stuff? Like, man, the greed, the impatience, dude, impatience, the impatience, and yeah, dude, yeah right. Yeah, right. dude, the right. impatience has to stop. Dude. Because it does. Impatience, no, is, a, impatience is as important as looking at porn one time. Greed is as important as looking at porn one time. Like, neglecting the word, neglecting our relationship with God is as important as looking at porn that one time. So, I w- yeah. So, there. I mean, look. I, 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 you want to, you wanna, right. So, again, it's like this harmony and this balance of, like, if you are a little impatient with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. obviously that's not a fruit of the spirit and it's sin. Yeah. Um, I do think a, a case can be easily made though, too, that looking at and supporting by proxy an industry that like exploits women and ultimately like sex trafficking and, 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 and mm-hmm. abuse. I mean, even Jesus told Pilate that the Pharisees had a greater sin Right, so this well, whole like what were they? What was he referencing? That they were the ones who handed him over. Uh, but so we know that there are very. That, well, that, Paul says, "Yeah, you sin against your own body." Um, yeah, there's that. something yeah. specifically with that. But I think I think here's the thing. To your point, while yes, there may be varying degrees of sin, and I true, yeah, like obviously any sin that is not of the Lord or mm-hmm. any sin is not of the Lord. So mm-hmm. any sin is 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 your. <laughs> You're 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 in hell yeah. if you're if you're sinning like when I say in hell like you're you're not in you're not next to God like in the yeah. sense of like you know what I mean like that 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 sin is not next to God so yeah. any sin is away from God which ultimately is I guess all in itself the same but yeah murdering a child is different than like being rude to a cashier you would agree right yes okay however it's not our job to be like the arbiters of like, mm-hmm. well, this sin was okay. That you need to make sure that you stop this. We're very good at like being, yeah, the the equalizers, if you will, of what we want to turn up the sin on and the, right. the, the noise on and stuff. Like I guess that. I guess they're all equal, or I think they're all equal in the sense that even the smallest sense 
could damn you to hell eternally. So, right. so they're all equal in the sense yeah. that the smallest sin will damn will send you to hell because you're not because a holy God can't look upon sin can't yet. look upon right. any sin right and so it doesn't matter that there's differences in, in sizes of sin like the thief on the cross the murderer who's murdered people his whole life and the guy who has lived a Christian life his whole life but had murder in his heart towards people right right those right, people right. are equally bound for hell yeah um, because God doesn't He's no, he's no uh, respecter of persons. Right. He doesn't play favorites. He doesn't play favoritism of, of sin. And so they are, I guess they're different in the severity that they can do harm to ourselves and those around us, but they're equal in the sense that they all separate us from God. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, to cap it up, I think, look, there's value in, and I think maybe next time we can kind of talk more about this, but there's value in like, I would assume that DNA group you were part of had mm-hmm. like check-ins and like yeah things. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like we could have talked more about that maybe another episode, but it's like, we got to have Newhod back. We got to do like a part two and talk about yeah, it yeah. practically because <laughs> we've kind of talked about a lot of concepts and theories on this and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. but like yeah. we need to do like a... And we don't have to be, they didn't have to be the next podcast, but like what, what a lot of Western Christianity, especially with men, I feel like is okay. I'm going to check in with you on Wednesday. Yeah. And like, even, even like, you know, like, have you looked at anything you're not supposed to look at? Right. Have you, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, that's checklist. No, it's not a bad checklist. Those are also a negative. It's also a negative checklist. It's not a positive checklist. Mm. You know, like, like, but yeah, but it's also, you, you want accountability at the same time too, though, right? Okay. But we need accountability. No, actually, that's a great point. God, God, that's a, that's a great point. A negative checklist that you're checking in every, have you, how have you sinned this week? (laughs) Like, no, that's, I don't think about that. That's really good, man. Like, have you sinned like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not, and then, and then, and then. Because a negative checklist just lead, just makes you stand still, right? I do think, though, that it's like th- I haven't done any negative sins, so I'm good. Uh, but it's like, what have you done positive this week? You know, what, so what have you done? For one of the guys the kingdom? said that the other guy who was struggling with lust, he said basically like he's living in sin. But it's like, dude, you are too. You are too. Yeah, we all are constantly. Welcome to life. I do think there are specific things that can be super self-destructive. I think that a guy consistently looking at porn, though, every day sure. can be way more destructive in a lot of ways than uh, if he is if he works the bare minimum at work and he doesn't put his full heart into it for the Lord. Yeah. I'm not saying that his sin is better. Yeah. But... There, there are, okay, you would agree, there are different consequences. Ulti- there's an ultimate consequence of hell mm-hmm. without Christ. Mm-hmm. But there are different consequences in the way, God is a God of logic too and mm-hmm. of, of order and reason. There mm-hmm. are different consequences that play out in your life due to your choice of sin. In yes. other words, if my choice of sin is murder, I'm going to eventually get killed or probably sure. go to jail sure. and get executed. My choice of sin is drugs. I'm going to mm-hmm. get addicted to drugs. If mm-hmm. it's pornography, I'm going to get addicted to pornography, and I'm probably going to ruin my relationship and my mm-hmm. sex life with my wife 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, if right. They, if you, you're yeah. going to do damage to your kidneys, if you're addicted and, and, to alcohol. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and to your point, too, if I'm impatient, <clears throat> I'm, my friendships are going to suffer. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think when the thing was off, like I struggle deeply with being slow to speak. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, me too. What makes and Yeah. And I think what makes us love talking and love this podcast and, you know, mm-hmm. quick or whatever, mm-hmm. witty, whatever you want to call it, like. Mm-hmm. There's also a, sh- a, a, a sharp side to that that like cuts, which is mm-hmm. somebody says something we don't like, boom, we're not soft. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I totally lost my train of thought on that. All right, anything else on uh, sanctification and obedience? I and- think that we sh- we we need to do like a, a 25, 30 minute podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we can do two next week, like or, mm-hmm. or whenever. And uh, and we'll do a brand new one, but then one will be on like application like where what should those lists if we have any lists what should a mince it would be a fire episode honestly hmm. what's hmm. needed hmm. what should a men's small group actually look like that needs to happen yeah yeah that's what we need new hot back for yeah, this is yeah. like i honestly feel like this was like a rough draft like yeah, what fine. should a men's small group actually look like yeah yeah this can be part one because that's like a main thing of like the church man so yeah. why don't we leave that cliffhanger like yeah and and how what Number one, what we'll talk about, guys, what is the men's small group today in the church? Yeah. Where has it gone wrong? That's what we... So I'll be honest. Andrew wanted to talk a lot a lot more detail. This podcast has kind of been uh, pretty <laughs> scattered because I was like super quote unquote busy. So we, we just kind of came in and, and went. We didn't know what we were going to talk but about. But I think yeah. now at the end, it's coming to me. <clears throat> Next time we'll do a formal like, okay, the men's small group. Yeah. What, what has it become? Mm-hmm. What are the good things about it? Mm-hmm. What are the things, like you said, a checklist of sin, of negative checklist? What are the yeah. things that have not been good about it and produce yeah. fruit? And mm-hmm. how can we how can we truly hold each other accountable while also, yeah, in, you know, helping yeah, each dude, other form? Like like the dumb thing about a negative checklist is like, yes, um, you know, he who commits sexual sin sins sins against his own body. So yes, there are bigger ramifications for sexual sin than there are for impatience in the same way that there are bigger ramifications for alcoholism or driving your car into a tree or murdering somebody. Um, But it's all sin. Impatience and greed are sins that we should be equally concerned about uh, just as much as a lust sin. And so the problem with checklists and the problem with being like, hey, I'm good this week is it's like, it's almost like it, it, I feel like it fosters this attitude of like, Oh, I didn't look at porn this week. So I'm good in God's eyes. Well, you're not good in God's eyes. What did you do to reach somebody? How did you love somebody this week? How did you lay your life down for somebody else this week? And I think, and I think, I think like totally. And I do think that there is a place for celebrating your obedience and not to this, yeah. not to the point of the Pharisee on the hill. Thank you that you didn't make me like the, 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 the tax collector, yeah. but to the point where you're like, thank you Lord for helping me fight that and deliver me from that. And then mm-hmm. that, man, I, I went, I, I was looking at porn every single night and man, I haven't looked mm-hmm. at it in a year. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for, for what you've done. And damn it, I'm proud. Sorry, I <laughs> in a prayer. I'm proud of myself. Damn it, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. No, but but Dagnabbit, I'm proud of myself that I have con- I, through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
have conquered this mm-hmm. and, 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 and whatever that is, you know what but I mean? But it just, but it just, but, but fixing negative stuff just brings you back to a zero sum. You haven't done anything Ooh. for the Lord. You've just, you've just, you've like, like, and we can't be con- content to stay at zero. You know, it's like, it's like, remember negative numbers and positive numbers on the, on the, in, the, in math. And that, like, just, like, just because, so, like, just because you fix negative numbers, so you're back to zero. Well, here's the thing. You didn't do anything think, for the Lord. Dude, bro, I think you literally just, and this is like, this is when the podcast gets like on another level to me. I think next time when we talk about small groups, what they are, what they, sh- what, what, what's good what, about them, what's bad about them. Mm-hmm. Let's, I think that the base root of that conversation is the evangelical West and how a lot, like what you just said, is sermons that try to get us back to some zero. Right. Because we do sin management. Yeah, but good. what is, what do exhibiting the fruits of the spirit what does that look like? Yeah. Because if you look at Acts, they're not meeting talking about their sin. Maybe they, I'm sure they're like, no. they're, they're taking, they're, <laughs> they're taking, not they're meeting taking talking the about their sin. They're yeah, taking the confession. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sure that they are yeah. aware of where they've fallen short. Yeah. But they're, they're praising, they're, 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 they're fellowshipping, they're exhibiting the fruits of the spirit. They're adding to their, you know, so. Yeah. I think that, all right, guys. That'll be a great one. Good episode. And we will talk to you all soon. Peace. Peace.